0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Questiosity. Brain ripples. Welcome to Popped In There, I'm Julian. That sounds gross. It does when I say <laughs> it, doesn't it? Thinkfulness. Welcome to Thought Nuggets, our little chewy delights. Welcome to
1: That's Dumb, Please Continue, I'm Julian.
0: I actually like that a lot. It sounds nice. I'm Trace. Uh, that's dumb. Please tell please me more. elaborate. Elaborate. Oh, oh, that's absurd. Please elaborate. Please elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to That's Absurd, Please Elaborate. This is a podcast where we take a question from each of us and then we dig into how stupid and or great it is. And then hopefully if we have a guest someday and or an audience member someday, we'll get a question from the audience One as can well. Dream. Yeah. someday it's going to happen. I believe in it. But first, we want to start by talking about what's going on in the world of science. What's going on in the world of science, Julian?
1: What is going on? Well, you know, did you watch the uh, Orion capsule fly by of the moon the other night?
0: It was so pretty.
1: It was, I was a bit under the weather. I was feeling a little sick. And I was like, what am I going to do at like 2 a.m. Pacific? And sure enough, I'm like, oh, Orion is approaching the far side of the moon. I'm going to put that on for hours at a time because I'm a huge dork and I loved it.
0: Yeah, I love these new pictures we're getting. They're so clear. We've seen pictures of the moon. Yeah. But we haven't seen new pictures of the moon yeah right? like in so long 50 years what's
1: it up to since then maybe it got a new hairdo oh yeah has anybody complimented the moon like no, oh my gosh
0: you've been back i'm so excited to see you yeah and oh, it's like when you see that person post-pandemic and you're like oh my god how long has it been and everybody's like and they're like i speak german now
1: <laughs> i had a friend learn german because she was bored during the pandemic you know so maybe we haven't the moon's had 25 pandemics to you know work on itself wow and we haven't even asked but as i was watching i was like i wonder how many people watching this or just seeing screen grabs of it are seeing the far side of the moon for the first time and like not even realizing it
0: do they even know that they're seeing the far side of the moon so many people call it the dark side of the moon which is you know that album that one time that that band or whatever came up with
1: there was that it's also the dark side of the moon is one of the four keys to to being a man Oh, true, According yes. To Mulan. According to well, the mysteriousness
0: of... Yes, the right. mysteriousness of the dark side. It's like one of the things you have to do yeah. in documentary Mulan.
1: Do you think they're referencing the Pink Floyd album since there is no dark side of the actual moon?
0: You have to listen to the Pink Floyd album yeah. in order to be a man. and you Yeah, that tracks. But you have to be mysterious as... The Pink Floyd, the Pink Floyd album. album, the Dark Side of the Moon. So oh. they just cut out all the middleman there, and they're just like mysterious is as Dark Side of the Moon. Everybody's gonna know what we're talking about. We don't have to really clarify. Yeah, that no, all. no need to elaborate. I mean, there's a lot of things in that song that I don't. I think they could have elaborated on. Yeah, you know, tranquil as a forest, but a fire within.
1: Yeah, I think this is all leading to the mysteriousness aspect, mm. right? Because like, how can you have both?
0: It's a mystery. I used to work at an olive garden and we would sing that song in the kitchen. And one day we got a little out of hand and I <laughs> left the kitchen and all the guests were like looking into the kitchen. Like what was happening in there? Cause we would I was just like getting food out of the window and <laughs> And he just like I was shouted, like, "Time the is racing toward us!" And everybody was like, "What?" the? And then one of the k- the cooks was like, "Till the Huns arrive!" It was awesome. And you you didn't have the heart to explain
1: to the customers that you need to psych yourself up to deal with them, <laughs> like they're your
0: shunyu. Yes, yeah. I didn't have I didn't have it I didn't have it in me to tell them. So instead, I said, "Here are the breadsticks." <laughs> that <laughs> you <laughs> wanted. <laughs> I know there are only two of you, but I brought four, which is technically against the rules. You're welcome. Please give me 50 cents more. On this. Oh, service industry jobs.
1: Oh, I don't miss them.
0: Well, uh, that's the news. So glad we covered it. So another thing in the news that we didn't talk about because it was actually news like four months ago or something is the James Webb Space Telescope. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'll have the name for reasons, but right. I love it. I think it's great. JWST. It's super cool. They just came out with these amazing pictures, and they're amazing because they can see things that JWST can see in the infrared spectrum as well as the visible spectrum. Hubble mm-hmm. can only see in the visible spectrum. So Hubble gets Roy G. Biv, but JWST can see into near and mid-infrared, so that's like Nimro Biv.
1: Yeah, just rrr, a lot of R. Right. Like stretched out R.
0: <laughs> yeah, one really fat Biv. Right. So I was thinking, what if we could see into the infrared or like we could see more colors? What would that? What would we see? Right, because
1: the because like the electromagnetic spectrum that we can see is such a
0: teeny tiny
1: little slice. Yeah. Of all, but it's the same phenomenon, right? It's all just electromagnetic waves. Okay, I'm with you.
0: Yeah. So I started thinking about it, and then I did some research on it. Please, please and elaborate. It was really fun. So I'm going to lead it this way. We are basically colorblind. Okay. All all humans are colorblind relative to other Animals.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: So if you think about it, we can see three different colors red, green, blue. Mm hmm. Right? And we have three different cones in our eyes. It's rods and cones that can detect those three colors. We tend to see a lot more greens because we're used to seeing green in the nature or whatever. Right. That's not very many colors. Some humans can only see two. We call those humans colorblind because we like to feel superior. But really, <laughs> we're the colorblind ones because, like, goldfish can see four.
1: We're just different degrees of
0: colorblind.
1: Yeah. And then some people a little more so.
0: Right. Okay. So the mantis shrimp can see 12 they have 12 rods Holy and cones. Smokes. So they have like way more sensitivity than we do, which means we're pretty colorblind relative to even just a shrimp.
1: I love the mantis shrimp as an animal. Because it's so freaking interesting. It's the it's the one that I mean, there's different varieties, right? There's it's either got like little hammer arms or little spear arms that they can shoot out like yeah. really, really fast. Like the acceleration of a 22 caliber bullet is what you'll see in every nature doc. <laughs>
0: he's making
1: he's making finger quotes. Air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> I hope my voice implied air quotes. <laughs> um but they are so cool, and they're the peacock mantis shrimp are those crazy colors that you know we can see on the outside. I wonder if like to other
0: mantis shrimp, they're even more colorful oh, you- and interesting. So yes, they absolutely are. That's the cool part. So the more I looked into this, more I was like, we humans cannot see anything. We can see such a small piece. And so no wonder the JWST is mind blowing. It's like we're seeing things through the near infrared and the mid infrared that we just have no comprehension even exists, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. Uh, so, like the mantis shrimp can see red, blue, and green, obviously, but it can also see up to like light polarization. Oh, uh, which the simple way that I would explain it is like whether the wave is going up and down or left and right when it yeah. hits your eyeball.
1: If it's all in like the same plane, right? yeah. Because yeah. normally it's like wiggling about. They're in going all, going different all over the place. Yeah, it's it, hard to it describe
0: polarization a very simple way. But it's like, oh, it would go through a fence versus blinds, and it's like, right. cool, got it. <laughs> right there with you. It's what you're your sunglasses do, you, right?
1: Is they filter yeah. only one polarized like so vertical fence slab of light can get through, right?
0: Right. So a mantis shrimp could see where like the light is coming from just naturally, like, oh yeah, so the sun's coming from that direction, I can just tell. Oh, okay. Like and, the light's coming from over there. It's polarized. And like, I happen to know this, this that like
1: reflected light is polarized, you know? Like yeah. when light hits like a metal surface or a mirror or something, when it bounces off, then it's it's polarized. And so, like, a mantis shrimp would be able to tell, like, reflected light from non-reflected light. Wow. That's cool, isn't it?
0: I didn't even think you, it,
1: it would never fall. You know, in like movies when you, you they like chase the bad guy into a oh, hall of the mirrors, carnival mirrors. Yeah. yeah, it would never work the on Manta Detective Manta Shrimp. Mantis like, shrimp. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would punch them with their little twenty-two caliber yeah. bullet arms. Wow, man,
0: is the Manta Shrimp basically a video game character in real life? I, I think so. It seems They've like. just got all the coolest like abilities. Yeah, they really do. So a good way to, just to think about how many colors we can see is to take just the number of rods and cones colors that we have, so red, right. blue, green, and each of those can discern about 100 shades. So we got like 100 shades of blue, 100 shades of red, and 100 shades of green. If you're red, green, colorblind, you can see a lot less color. So you would multiply blue, 100, by green, 100, by red, 100. So we can see about a million shades.
1: Okay. So it's like 100 to whatever power right. number of cones you have.
0: Right. So number 12.
1: 12. Wow, so 100 to the 12th power.
0: Yeah. That's a lot versus of zeros. 100 to the 3rd power.
1: That's too many. That's too many colors. I get overwhelmed picking like <laughs> Paint colors in Animal Crossing for my house. Oh, yeah. No, right. But true. That's... Where there's like two slightly different colors. And I'm like, what do I? Oh, that's oh, so hard. No.
0: I just end up picking each one and going, that one feels right. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Uh, that is something else I looked into because there's this calm theory, it's communication theory, that if you don't have a word for a color, you physically can't perceive it. Like, oh. you don't have a way to talk about that color. Oh. And societies throughout world history yeah. typically have more words for warmer colors. Because they're more prominent in our view. So we're in a forest. It's mostly greens and blues, which are considered more cool colors. Yeah. But if you see, like, animals, they're more of a warm color. And so we have more words for warm colors. We just subdivide reds, oranges, and yellows into more things. Like, if I say the word sepia... Or like burnt sienna because you had a Crayola box, you're like, oh, I got that. But if I say like, a, I don't even know, aqua versus aquamarine versus, I don't know, teal, you're probably like, I don't know.
1: I happen to be a big San Jose Sharks fan and their their color is teal, so I... I'm sorry for you. I happen... To, I know it's hard being me and <laughs> being a sports fan, but that's interesting. I remember reading years ago that, like, ancient Greeks, you never see them use the word blue in their writing. Like, they describe the sea or the sky as, like a like, a copper color. Yeah. Like, a more warm tone hmm. than you would expect. And, like, you just don't see blue mentioned because the only blue things would be like the sea and sky but then nothing else in your
0: day-to-day existence is it's extremely rare in it's nature. really really rare yeah it's like usually a structural color where like instead of you know you have a red thing that thing has a red pigment in it usually that yeah the, the organism is pulled or created from either the environment like flamingos or created in some way like a flower yeah but blue is like teeny tiny structures that reflect light really well and make it appear blue but it's yeah. really just white
1: I it's guess? it's like the the chemical like the wavelength that the chemical absorbs and emits is not blue but the structure like yeah like reflects blue wavelength what are those moths that are the butterflies that look bright blue well, yeah i've got one and then when it's you shine the light from underneath them and the light doesn't reflect off those structures they're like brown they're a really dull brown color
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've got one. Uh, I don't know the name of it. It's on the label. But I've got one in the living room. used to be on my set. So cool. It's beautiful. So, yeah, color. All I I was thinking about, like, the James Webb and how it can see all these different things. And I started digging into all this other cool stuff. Um, I do want to point out that you could potentially see infrared. Oh, infrared? Yeah. You, personally. You, Julian. How? Do I have to train? Do I have to do any sort of physical activity? No, you just have to inject this little particle into your eyeball.
1: Okay, I'm actually, so long as I don't have to do anything that requires effort.
0: No, what will end up happening is they have been testing it, I guess, in rats and mice, and they inject this stuff into their eyeball. And it it does the structure thing where it bends the light into our visible spectrum. So you're not really seeing infrared. Like, it doesn't make your eye better. Uh, It just bends infrared light into your view, which I think is amazing, because then you could, like, tell if something's hot just by looking at it.
1: So it is doing basically, like, with radio telescopes... What they do is they gather all that infrared light, and then they translate it into colors that we can perceive. Right. So it's just kind of doing that inside your eyeball. Yeah. That's very cool. What do you think the night sky would look like then?
0: I have an app for that.
1: If you could see infrared?
0: Yeah, it just shows you the infrared night sky. It's cool. That's
1: really cool. It's
0: it's way more dynamic. There's a lot more there because you can see... Stuff that, like, you know, over time, because of the inflation of the universe, uh, as the universe expands, light waves literally are stretching out. Things are getting further away. And so everything red shifts. And so things tend to get slightly redder the further away they are. Yeah. So you can see more stuff just by being infrared. If you could see infrared light, you could see more things. And that's what James Webb is doing. But you could just see it in in, in the sky. Like, I mean, if you could see X-rays... If you could see gamma rays, your, the sky would look incredible. It would, yeah, it'd be mind-blowing. It would be even more so than like a really dark sky. It, I don't know. Maybe, I, I wonder if it would be colorful, if it would sparkle more. I'm just imagining it sounds
1: lovely. I bet mantis shrimps, if they're ever near the surface, they're like, And then they punch.
0: I did also uh, kind of have my mind blown, just like a little teeny, little teeny bit, um, when I thought about if a mantis shrimp, if it had like it was Disneyfied and it could talk to us, and we showed it our television screens or our phone screens, they would think it looks pretty dumb, <laughs> because they because we only see three colors and it's an illusion. Yeah. So when you look at a screen, it's lots of tiny tiny pixels of red, green, and blue. Right. So. It would look, I don't know what it would look like to a mantis shrimp, but it would look bad. It would also, it also depends on the resolution
1: of their eye, you know? Like, if they yeah. could resolve things really close together, then it would look dumb, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, They'd
0: just be like, why is a bunch of red, blue, and, like, green light shining yeah. at me? This is dumb.
1: Like, that's why it tricks us, though, is the, the pixels, the picture elements are so small that our eyes don't have a fine enough, like, resolution to to tell them apart you know yeah. but if you like magnify them then you go oh actually i can see that they're separate elements yeah you're not taking yeah. me screen
0: yeah if you point your phone camera at a at another screen and like zoom in yeah you could probably see some of those and or like you there.
1: ever get like a little water droplet i'm not yeah. recommending you do don't this. put water in your screen don't please don't do that and then bring you know, it to the or Apple do it whatever i'm say, not your dad <laughs> <laughs> what about um ultraviolet <laughs> did you look into uh ultraviolet light like how that would be different if we could perceive that at all
0: i mean ultraviolet being higher energy i would imagine it would be more dangerous but well, it's always there
1: yeah it's there and so I, would it
0: be less dangerous because now we'd be like oh we just know how to we just absorb that and
1: there, there are other animals too that can perceive in the ultraviolet like bees yeah bees can see in like the ultraviolet range right
0: Cool. And
1: what I think of is how ultraviolet light is blocked by, like, windows and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, like, why you don't get a sunburn when you're in your car sitting in traffic and stuff. And um, so if you could see ultraviolet, like, inside looking out a window would look different than outside, Because you'd be seeing more purple if you were standing outside. Yeah. Or the the sky would look more purple, right? Because, like, the reason the sky is blue Mm -hmm. is because the large blue wavelength is being scattered out across the sky. And if we could see purple better, the sky would look more purple.
0: Maybe the ancient Greeks could see ultraviolet. Oh. I think we solved it. We
1: lost it. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. It was their deal with Poseidon to get back after the Trojan
0: War. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is <laughs> not, not a history a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there is, There are humans that can see more than what you and I can see really 12% they think uh, are tetrachromatic oh okay which means they can see four different colors they have a mutation on one of their rods or cones um, that allows them to essentially add like a yellow to that so they get red blue green yellow so they can they're adding a a power so they go from a hundred shades of three colors to 100 shades of four so. colors. They can get 100 million colors. Wow. It's pretty rare, and they didn't even know it existed until I think like 30 years ago, um, and they found one person, and they were like, hmm, it's probably a mom of a son who is colorblind.
1: Oh, because her her X chromosome would have the mutation. Have a mutation,
0: and so that mutation might change how the son would contribute. So they got a bunch of moms who have colorblind kids who are boys and they asked them to to like discern between two very similar shades and and all of them in the t- study it was a very small study like two dozen people but all of them could do it and they're like oh my gosh there, there are people who are tetrachromatic and they tend to be artists and stuff because they could just see all these colors oh which is pretty cool oh or i wonder if they're you know
1: like which informs which if being an artist also makes them more adept at like picking out colors or if they were steered towards being like painters or something because- i love that i don't
0: know correlation versus causation who knows
1: well there's there's mutants among us that's right i mean that's everybody right yeah we're all kind of we're all kind of mutated versions of each other
0: we just we don't have anything cool like no cool mutation it's like oh i can grow skin tags better than anybody (laughs) be like wow bro (laughs) just call me tag guy
1: you've been tagged (laughs) that's their tagline when they get the bad guy
0: do they get bad guys? They though? they do. Are, was the bad guy at the the dermatologist? Yeah, is that, it was the mole <laughs> man. It was the Alopecia Avenger. I I
1: can say that I have a lot of moles.
0: I don't actually have a lot of skin
1: tags, but so you're not a superhero. Is what I'm you're not, telling me? I'm that's not. exactly what a superhero would say.
0: It's uh, it's my secret. <laughs> okay, so that's that's what I was thinking about this. That's week. your.
1: Isn't that fun? I, that is fun. Mantis shrimp. Every time I hear about them again, I'm like, "Ah, I love those guys. They're so cool.
0: If you've turned into this turned into it you've (laughs) turned into one you've
1: turned into a science comedy podcast (laughs) oh no
0: oh no i'm a podcast am
1: i gonna be late to
0: work if you're tuned into this science and comedy podcast chances are that you are someone who loves learning and having a blast while doing it
1: if it wasn't clear trace and i are the same way we thrive on learning new things because it not only enriches our lives helps us learn new skills but also makes us really cool
0: at parties is that what we are at parties are we we
1: are right we're cool
0: i mean when you're at my house and i'm at your house definitely but like other their houses
1: anyway (laughs) this is all to say i am super excited about our new sponsor brilliant yay can i kind of get a little like you know in my feels for a second oh yeah get those feels elaborate please hey i see what you did there i am exactly the kind of person that brilliant was made for i have always been interested in math physics computer science when i had the chance to study these things in college years ago i was also really intimidated by them yeah and i avoided taking these classes. And honestly, I regret it. I'm going back now. I'm taking classes at my local community college. I'm loving it. Yeah. But with a family and work, traditional classes like that, I'm finding them really hard to actually fit into my life. So I was really excited when you told me that Brilliant was going to be a sponsor. That's
0: awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. If you don't know what it is, by the way, out
1: there. It's an interactive learning platform with so many lessons on topics that I always wanted to explore and I can do them at my own pace, on my schedule, and in a way that keeps me engaged You can
0: learn by doing on their website or with their mobile apps. And there are thousands of different interactive lessons in STEM subjects all across the platform. Their
1: lessons are engaging and
0: interactive. You can brush up on like algebra or advanced math, multivariable calculus, differential equations, computer science,
1: Python programming. You can even learn about cutting edge stuff like large language models, neural networks, the things that are powering AI today. Large
0: language models really big right now.
1: (laughs) Large language models. You can learn large language models. (laughs) It's only Gaelic, though. The large language that you can learn is Gaelic. Yeah, ship that. I'm in. We can finally communicate with the Scots.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, anyway. Wherever you are in your learning journey, there is a brilliant course that will help you get to the next level or, you know, just be basic enough to get you an understanding that you can go and work
1: with. Yeah, they're always adding new courses too. They just launched a ton of lessons focused on analyzing data.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. I
1: think the world would be a better place if everyone had to take a stats class.
0: Oh, totally.
1: And if you haven't taken one, Here's your chance.
0: You could just go take a statistics class and make Julian so, so happy. I would appreciate that. Try it out.
1: You can try Brilliant for free for 30 days. Just visit brilliant.org absurd or click the link in the show notes.
0: Once again, that's brilliant.org absurd. When you sign up, you'll get 20% off the annual premium subscription, and it supports the show, even just trying it out. So
1: go ahead. Check it out. Maybe get sucked into a few lessons. Trace and I are going to be here with the rest of the episode when you get back. If you get back.
0: Oh, I hope you get back.
1: They come back and they know more than us about everything.
0: (laughs) They're just like, these guys are idiots.
1: (laughs) Their brains are the size, the huge (laughs) brain coming out of their cranium. I've absorbed all knowledge. Why do I
0: listen to this podcast of dummies? I
1: have no time for your
0: absurd (laughs) antics. But I would definitely take one on large language models. (laughs) A
1: Scottish AI robot that nobody can understand.
0: (laughs) Sonny, turn on the lights! Sonny! I'm the burglar alarm! It supports the show. It'll be great.
1: I was talking to my dad recently, and my dad has just had knee surgery. Mm. Uh, He's 75. He's going to be 76 in two days, actually. I need to get him a present. Happy birthday, Dad. And, um, he, you know, I was on the phone with him the other day, like on FaceTime, and... I was talking to my mom, and he's in the background, and he's, like, showing off that he's got, like, the staples out, and he's, like, just throwing this leg all over the place. (gasps) Like, look at me! He's, like, not even a week out of surgery. And I was, like, you are gonna just snap something, and your knee is just gonna, like, bend backwards like a, a pool noodle or something. yeah. And then I, uh, because I uh, diverge in my thinking all the time, I was like, why don't our knees bend backwards? And so that was the beginning of this thought process of just like, why do our knees go the way they do? And like, why don't our knees face the other way,
0: right? Why why don't they face the other way? Your dad's knee bends the correct way. Yes. You're you're sure?
1: Yeah, the surgery was successful. It was not worked (laughs) on by like an amateur... Knee surgery. Hey, everybody! <laughs> I gave you backwards knees. Isn't that fun? Oh, Dr. Nick, rest in peace. But, uh, no, his his knee functions fine. But I was wondering, first of all, just why, why does it not bend forward yeah. at any point at all? And then second, like, why evolutionarily does our knee bend the way it does and not the other way around? Because when you look at some other animals, right, like birds, it looks like they have a backwards facing me yeah you know i, I
0: mean? think of like the flamingo doesn't yeah. it bend kind when of they, backwardsy like they, a yoga instructor when kinda? they pull their little foot up right as they're standing there yeah those you know little cute on little the guys on
1: the lawn in florida as the hurricane's yeah. coming right you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, totally. I've... So I, I've started looking into it. First of all, you know, the reason that our joints bend the way they do is because of, you know, structural reasons. Like, and it can be either they're limited by the bones or the ligaments. Like your elbow doesn't bend back past, you know, your full extension. Yeah, Because a, a little like hook-like structure in your uh, radius it it stops it from doing that. And that's I'm like trying a, to do it right
0: now. It's no, not I can't. very it's Please very don't. uncomfortable.
1: But that's the bone that it's it's like forms the joint with. And anyway, that's why it can't go that, that much further. Your knee is held together by uh, ligaments, right? So it's like tissue of bone connecting to other bone. And they just structurally they won't bend the other way. And what I found though was, you know, we have some joints that have a lot of range of motion, right? Like your shoulder joint can move around a ton. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a ball joint. Right. right. So But your ankle is not very mobile, right?
0: Mine clicks when I move it around. And
1: same, getting old's a bummer. But the reason is with joints in general, there's a trade-off between mobility and stability. So the more mobile a joint is, the less stable it is, right? Hmm. And for something like your knee or your ankle or something that's going to be like bearing weight as you're standing or walking or running, you want something that's less mobile, more stable.
0: More robust. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I got to hold this thing up. I can't be all like willy nilly.
1: Right. So if you don't have a stable joint, if the joint's not stable, in order to make up for that, uh, your body has to use your muscles and contract your muscles in order to make that joint more stable. So I was like, oh, that explains why if you do a handstand, It's exhausting. Oh, it's so hard. Because it's just, we look like guys who do a lot of handstands, obviously. I have not
0: done one ever, maybe (laughs) ever.
1: But like, you can't just do it indefinitely because that shoulder joint is not stable. And so the muscles to hold you upright have to just be constantly contracting until you just wear yourself out. Hmm. And it's also why, you know, less stable joints are going to be more prone to injury. So your shoulder joint is one of the more common places that people get injuries it's like okay that all makes sense so your knee basically it can't just be flopping around any which way it's got to bend just one way and ours happens to be you know backwards towards our
0: posterior our our knee bends backwards i guess that's right i never thought about it that way but it does because if it bent forwards then my shin would look really bad yeah ouch it would be really easy to touch your toes though, it can right? bend but only backwards <laughs> i'm like in my chair trying to it's bending. Back, okay. Wow. Didn't think about that till now. I
1: feel like you're humoring me a little bit. I'm really not.
0: I actually didn't think. I thought I would, if you said, oh, backwards bending knee, I would say flamingo. It bends backwards, but it actually bends forward.
1: We're the backwards ones. Okay. Now, here. speaking of flamingos, though, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, if our knees bent the same way as flamingos' knees do, it would bend the same way. What do you mean? Because flamingos have knees- but what you're looking at are not their knees. Those
0: are their ankles. I'm incredible. sorry. That's not an ankle. It's in the middle of their leg. I know, but it is in fact mm. their ankle. Huh. Because here's
1: the cool thing, right? Basically, if you have a spine and walk on land, which I think we can both agree we do. I do. And so do many other animals. Yes. Uh, we all evolved from a common ancestor. You're right. Right. And a knee joint being very important to, you know, moving around, once that evolves in a certain
0: way, is not going to change. Right. They're like, oh, this works. We're just going to keep it. Yeah. If
1: some other animals, you know, like mutated and its knees like, oh, I'm going to do something different. Dead. Eaten. Yeah, probably. The genetic lineage ends there, right? Right. So really all these tetrapods, you know, then land-based vertebrates that have legs and limbs, All those bones are pretty much all in the same configuration, but they're just moved around and reshaped, and some bones get fused, and some others, like, disappear or kind of disappear, but they're all what they call homologous structures, you know? Right. Like, if you look at our arms and, like, a dog's front legs, you can find pretty much all the same bones in the same configuration. So, yeah, we we have, like, the same bones in our legs as birds do, basically, but... Their, what is their ankle has gotten stretched out and it resembles a lot like our, you know, our lower portion of our leg, our tibia and our fibula, but it's not it. That is actually the upper portion, like drumstick of their leg. Wow. And then they have a very short, you know, like what's equivalent to our femur and it's tucked away under their wings and feathers, but there's a knee there And it bends just like ours.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So. So wait, does that, but giraffes, what about, or camels? Don't camel's knees bend backwards? Are there knees too? All all of these, all of these animals... Same thing for all
1: of them. Horses, right? It kind of looks like they've got a backwards knee. Nope. Just a really long metatarsal bone that's fused with like the tarsals. And then that's Yeah, they're running on ankle. their tiptoes, right? Yes. They're
0: basically, their fingernail yeah. or hoof is is the equivalent to our, our the very tip of our fingers. So they're just like, horses are very... They're just very lovely. They're, they're very just sneaky. Out there, running around on their tiptoes. They're they're just tiptoeing being like. Boop, 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 okay, boop, so boop. as a matter of fact, so we are
1: plantigrade, right?
0: Plantigrade. Our
1: toes and our metatarsals are flat on the ground when we walk, right? Hopefully. But an animal like a, a bird or a dog is a digitigrade. It walks on its toes, mm. right? So if you look at like cat skeleton, and dog skeleton, they kind of look like they have hammer toes. And then, you know, they have the yeah kind of ankle... Bone that looks like a knee, but isn't.
0: I had to do physical therapy to not walk on my toes. Yeah, I grew grew up walking on my toes a lot. Wow, you were a dent, uh, a
1: digitigrade, and then you had to become a a plantigrade. Now I'm. I'm... I learned something about you just now. Now I'm one of the one of everybody else. And then it's different before. And then horses and hooved animals are. I'm not going to say this right. Unguligrades. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unguligrades. So, So they're walking around on their toenails, you know. Ungulates. And then I looked. Actually, it's funny you bring up camels. Ancient camels, their ancestors, did in fact have hooves, but now they just have two toes and they are they're they're digitigrades.
0: They're cool looking. I rode a camel once. But uh um, smelled bad.
1: I, I like, you know, expanding what we're talking about, like, if we could see more colors and if our, you know, knees bent the other way just to, uh, like, what would the world look like if this were the case? Right. right. And uh, first of all, I think the, uh, you know, the floppy knee thing, that's right out. You know, that yeah. we basically need, like, a backwards knee structure entirely. Uh, yeah.
0: But, Backwards, um, forwards.
1: Of course, the question everybody always comes up with then is like, what do you chairs look yeah, like? Yeah, how
0: do you chair? Yeah. Stools. Everybody That's... everybody sits like uh, Will Riker. Thank you. That's, uh, they, they all just flap their, their, their leg over a chair and then yeah. it's like a stool. Or I'm
1: I'm imagining kind of like bicycle seats. You yeah. Know? And yeah. you just kind of walk up and then you just
0: like lower. Oh, and I bet you they'd be really much more comfortable than real bicycle saddles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, mean... I had to use saddles so you know that I know what a bicycle chair is because otherwise people people get upset like bike people are like oh you mean the saddle and i'm like no All right. have you been attacked
1: by a biker gang but like a like a bicyclist yes. gang
0: yes they're very pretentious they're they're
1: very they're very
0: passionate they are yeah and I'm okay with that. I support their passion, just like the seat supports their butt.
1: I'm imagining, basically, they'd look like bicycle saddles. But then you'd probably want, like, the equivalent of a backrest. But it would probably be like a chest rest, right? So maybe mm. something that comes up and you can just, like, lean your chest into.
0: So what you're saying is we all sit in chairs like the cool kids.
1: Yes, yes. And then, <laughs> no, I literally had this exact chain of thought. The cool kids <gasps> would sit the
0: other way around. Oh. In the in the dirigible alternative universe of this world, because <laughs> there's always got to be, be dirigible. <laughs> if it's not an airship, there's not an alternative universe. Uh, the the we would get there, and everybody had backwards knees, and they'd be sitting in chairs the same way as us. If they were at a cool lunch counter,
1: yeah, or if their like high school counselor wanted to talk to them, and he's like, "Let's <laughs> rap," and then he would sit with the chest rest. You know, with his back on it and you'd be so, like, whoa.
0: Captain America's meme. Yes, he would sit would in the be chair backwards. normal
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, you get Wait me. a minute though, wait. What wait. If your knee is bending backwards, wouldn't that mean the butt would be in the front? <laughs> So I
1: mean, yeah, because your, your you the musculature would, would have, have to, to change at the, the top of your leg as well. Yeah.
0: Because that's really what's supporting you as you're as you're walking. Yeah. Is is, you know, the your the, glutes. The glutes. So your glutes would be in the front. Yeah.
1: We'd all have a so serious front butt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You'd never not know that someone was checking out America's butt. <laughs> all this America's relates back ass. to Captain America. It really did. <laughs> It's very important that his knees bend the way that they do. But, okay, so wait. Do you have more on this? Yes. Okay. Okay,
1: well, also, if you remember, right, that, like, because we're vertebrates and we walk around on land, so we all have common ancestors, right? That would mean if we had reversed knees, every other Mm. vertebrate on land would also have reversed knees. So everything changes. Not just us and our chairs yeah, literally all of it. Horses, you ever seen like two guys in a horse costume? Running? Yeah, yeah. That's what horses would really look
0: like. <laughs> but we wouldn't think it was funny. We'd probably see these like not dirigible universe horses yeah. and be like, what the hell is wrong with that thing? Yeah.
1: No, we'd see two people in a horse costume and it would look like our universe's horse. And we would be like, that's not very convincing. It's clearly two guys in a it's horse still, costume. Yeah,
0: definitely two guys in a horse costume. Oh my God. Yeah. That's great.
1: <laughs> that's that's where that rabbit hole led me. I
0: love that. I had
1: a lot of fun actually kind of looking into it and yeah. just, just
0: thinking about it. So yeah. I wonder about if you could see four colors or more let's say we could see uh, let's keep it at four so it's like imaginable (laughs) 12 would be a little (laughs) bit crazy to try to imagine but if you could see that many colors i don't imagine the world would be that different you know yeah like that this is not as game changing as backwards knees (laughs) front frontwards knees i don't even know anymore um, what do we call these (laughs) (laughs) knees? The, e- bees, e- the bees? Do bees have backwards? I, don't, I, don't I have no I don't idea. That's a whole different. That's another. That's a whole that's other a episode. Whole other episode. <laughs> Maybe we should call this podcast. That's a whole other episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was my my little huh. um, you know detour through uh, through thought space this week, and I really had a lot of fun uh,
0: imagining that.
1: So yeah, that was that was what I brought to the table. I hope you you learned something.
0: To the literal plastic table that we're sitting at in my office
1: between you me and these microphones and this
0: table it was great that was fun well thanks julian for bringing that weirdness i enjoyed thinking about it i'm gonna keep thinking about it i think until our next episode when I think about something else. All right, well, that's us. That's our episode. Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure you subscribe and like us wherever you're finding this podcast. Make sure that uh, you come find us on the internet. I would say on Twitter, but I don't even know if it's going to be there by the time this airs. And uh, you can also find the show again wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell all your friends. That's way cooler than rating and stuff. I mean, rating is good for people who aren't your friends, but tell your friends. That's who we want here anyways, your friends. Yeah. Because your friends are cool. Yeah, your friends are our friends. And that's it. And that's the show. (laughs) Bye. Thanks so much for listening to That's Absurd, Please Elaborate. We are so excited to get this show out to y'all, and we hope you love it. Please subscribe or follow the show so you can get all of our episodes. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review, following us, sharing, starring, hearting, or just generally positiving. You can submit a question for us to answer on a future episode. Go to that's absurd show.com, click on Ask a Question. You can also just send us a message on one of the major social networks. We're on a bunch of those. That's Absurd, Please Elaborate is produced and hosted by me, Trace Dominguez, and Julian Hugot. Our producer-editor is Kyle Sisk, and the executive producer is also me, Trace Dominguez. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you in the future.